A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the final show of 2023's Bonnaroo coverage. Thank you all for joining in, in, in what was a really spectacular and unforgettable um, week almost in, at the farm in Manchester, Tennessee. We saw so much good music, guys. Lots of friends of our show. Um, we love our loyal audience. We love you guys because I, I have to tell you guys, a lot of the guests that have been on the show, they're just kicking ass. At the, at, in Bonnaroo and they started the journey here with us and they remember us and they know us and we're friends and they love you, the audience they love you guys so thank you for being part of it um, many highlights you know in no particular order uh, Foo Fighters uh, bringing out Haley Williams for my hero was pretty epic um, man our, our friend Morgan Wade kicking ass seeing Franz Ferdinand who I loved when I was like in middle school um, Tyler Childers just an incredible rising star. Uh, man, the Corey, uh, the Super Jam, our friend Devon Gilfillian's kicking ass. Corey Wong, Super Jam, yeah, that included so many great music, so much great stuff. Wolfpack, I, I could go on and on. But anyway, I digress. Today's episode, we say goodbye uh, with um, three great guests, ladies and gentlemen. Number one, Sammy Ray of Sammy Ray and the Friends. Of course, you know her because she's been on our show great person great soul and she rocked the very very biggest stage at Bonnaroo and she did a great job we also talked to Joel of Humphreys McGee great guy uh, Joel Cummins he he plays keys for Humphreys McGee one of the best jam bands of all time and we talked to Ben Goldsmith a rising star who actually great story uh, about a month ago he was still in high school uh, and in like in the span of three weeks he got signed to a publishing and record deal and got offered a slot at at um Bonnaroo. So, quite a whirlwind of a month for Ben Goldsmith. So, thankful to all three of them for joining our recap show. Thankful to you guys for joining our our um, our what, what's been a very incredible festival season thus far. And let's keep it rolling. So, this is the Bonnaroo 2023 recap with Sammy Ray, Joe Cummins of Humphreys McGee, and Ben Goldsmith on J Rod Concerts, the podcast. <laughs> Bonnaroo 2023, last day and best for last. We think so. Sammy Ray? Yeah, how you doing? Here I am. So happy to be here. Um, what a weekend that you've had, yes. senorita. Yes. First of all, last night the Super Jam. Unbelievable. You rocked it. Thank you. With Corey Wong and with the whole gang. Yeah. And yeah. then today we saw you kill that ginormous stage. Yeah. Yeah. And you treated it like, like it was like, I don't know. The Rockwood Hall in New York. I don't know, like some little venue. You just had it up the table. Yeah, I mean, you have to, right? So we actually, we played our biggest hometown show ever, Central Park Summer Stage. Yeah. Um, 5,000 people uh, on Thursday. I went to my house for about three hours. I slept for about 90 minutes. Took a flight to Nashville. Drove to the Airbnb. Uh, slept a couple hours. Got up early for a Super Jam rehearsal. Saw some music and took in the whole festival yesterday. Um, Super Jam was just... Amazing, uh, so many talented and kind musicians in one place. 
um, collaborating. It was just so special. Definitely a core memory. And then to wake up and play the main stage at Bonnaroo, it was just, uh, it was just stupendous. It was just phenomenal. It, it, I, something I will be processing for a very long time. Um, and it's all gratitude. It's yeah. just amazing. It's just amazing. You have to play every show. Like it's Rockwood Music Hall. Shout, New York, I love you. Um, but you have to you have to play every show like that. It's it's that's what the audience deserves, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's easier said than done, Sammy, because you do do that. Like I have seen you in like you know festivals like Rooster Walk, small, medium, big stages, and you always give audience like like your 100 million percent. Is that like easy to do? You know. Um. Yes, and there, you have to. Again, it's not up to me it's not somebody's fault if they can only afford to or live close to a smaller festival or a smaller venue or if they can come to Bonnaroo and be in a crowd with all these different people you know and everybody deserves the same thing that we try to give at every friend show which is you give us full permission and trust to be our fully authentic bananas self and we give you permission to do the same thing in the audience it's a place for you to come and be yourself and make friends and uh, dance and have a great time and um, city to city, venue to venue, gotta give everybody the same show. Everybody deserves the same show, you know? Depend doesn't matter where you are, in the country or in the world, everybody deserves the same show. There are some variables with outdoor festivals, like lights are different. Uh, Bonnaroo right now is a bit of a dust bowl, so I was trying to <laughs> blow my nose. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah. That's that uh, trailer um, running. There's there's some bathrooms here that are trailers, but they have running water, and I did a little... A little tilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little... But yeah, uh, really hot today. Yeah. It, it's tough when it's really, really hot. It's hard to breathe right now. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to breathe. You're sweating really hard, but also like your clothes are falling off, your in-ears falling out, so a little bit of adjusting that uh, because of the temperature. Um, but it could be worse. It could be freezing. So uh, yeah, just really special show. I love it, Sammy. Sammy, you have um European tour coming up, world tour. You're cooking a new album. Yeah. See, it, it wasn't fake. You're cooking a new. <laughs> what? <laughs> the best. You're cooking a new album. Yes. European tour coming up. So exciting. Do you do you get a chance? I feel like the last three years for you have been like nonstop. Do you get a chance ever to just kind of like? disconnect for a week and kind of like take it in like what do you do to ground yourself and kind of like wow like everything you've done you know yeah totally um it's actually been a really special uh last couple of months we got home from a u.s tour i think it was or sorry we, we did a u.s tour and then we went to the uk got home from the uk tour i believe in february i can yeah. barely remember yeah. um so we've had a couple months to sit still live in my house in Brooklyn um, and in that time I've been writing the album and you can't really write authentic quality music unless you're grounding and decompressing but it's been really special the last couple months I mean you're right we were pretty much non-stop on the road for like two and a half years yeah, yeah. literally two and a half years um, and then to come home and have a couple months in one place and not be coming out of one suitcase and going into the next suitcase um, it feels really good to feel like uh a regular person's not the right way to say it, um, but nothing about what we do for a living in and of itself is, like, normal. You know, we're always going from place to place. But to be able to, like, go to my corner grocery store, see my deli guys, see my nice neighbors, and help them, like, sweep the block, um, 
go to my gym near my house and you know walk around the park near my house it's been really special to feel connected to my neighborhood to feel connected to Brooklyn again that's been very grounding and of course it's provided a great yeah. I don't understand how people can write albums on the road. The album is where I, like I said, fill up my sponge, source a, yeah, source a lot of inspiration, and then I need to come home, ground, process. I just kind of disappear from the world for the first 48 hours off, off the road, try to process all that gratitude and all that. Um, I write at home, and then when we get together as a band to kind of breathe life into new songs and arrange them, we almost exclusively like disappear to nature, which is as far away as you can be from being in front of 5,000 people who are screaming is to be in the middle of nature. So we just had a nice little writing retreat about a week. We were out in like rural Vermont working on the album. Um, so yeah, I, I like to come home, write my songs there at my little home studio, and then uh, take the band to the woods somewhere and arrange them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for your time, and I want to thank you because every time I've seen you, and, and I've, you've been a narrator for like three years now, you're an example that, you know, we can all have our bad moods or our bad days, but your emotional home where you live in is important. And I'm sure that you, like everybody, you're human, you have episodes of rage, you have episodes of sadness, depression, but you always come home, and you're an example that, like, you can live in a place of love and a place of light and a place of giving. And that that's an example because... You know, we are all allowed to feel the spectrum, but we always come home. And your home, Senorita, is love, God, or whatever you believe in, and giving. So thank you, Sam. I bless you. Welcome to Bonnaroo 2023, the final day, the best for last, I would say, because we have Joel here of Humphreys McGee. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great, Jamie. How are you? You just got off stage. Unfortunately, I missed it, but everyone is saying it's one of the best shows of the weekend. Uh, yeah, definitely the uh, the best show of the festival. I mean, everybody <laughs> has dropped their prior favorites. It's crazy. How, how did it feel out there? How's the energy? How's the Bonnaroo energy? Bonnaroo is always a special event. You know, we've been playing it since 2002. Yeah. You know, I was saying earlier, probably nine or ten of them we've played. So, I mean, this is like the original awesome festival that yeah. kind of happened on our scene. So to still be a part of it, you know, 20 years later... Is, uh, is a special thing and you know you think about that like there are probably children of people that originally saw us that are here Absolutely. now <laughs> well let me ask you about that because when you guys came on the scene you guys were like the fresh kids like with a fresh new sound and now you're like a legacy act a very respected beautiful and applauded but like kind of like a legacy act in a way like you guys have left the mark how do you see that uh, thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's wild to... Uh, we're in our 25th year right now, so... Um, I think we've almost played 3,000 shows. And it's the craziest feeling because it... Once feels like we've been doing it forever, but at the same time, feels like it really hasn't been that long. It's just, you know, the time flows differently when you're playing music. Um, but uh, it's really special to be able to play with my friends, play with this group of guys, and... You know, to do some of the things that we've uh, even done the past couple of years. We did a three-night stand in Iceland and, uh, you know, brought our fans over there to Reykjavik and played the Harpa Concert Hall, which is this beautiful, you know, where the symphony plays there. Um, you know, we've uh, continued to play. We just played uh, Red Rocks last night and the night before and then uh, stayed, stayed up and just hopped on a flight. And, yeah, here we are for Bonnaroo. So, 
you know, we're, we're getting to play a lot of the uh, places that we always hoped, you know, someday we would play. And, so you write uh, a book, Joel. Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny you say that uh, because I uh, actually did write a book. Amazing. It's called The Realist right. Guy Do a Successful right. Music Career. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, you can find it on Amazon, the, uh, the Opus website, but it's got a lot of... Um, it's kind of based on conversations with other musicians. Yeah. Huey Lewis is in there, Chuck Lavelle, Victor Wooten, Taylor right. Hicks, Susan Tedeschi. Yeah, um, right. You know, Ivan Neville. A lot of uh, a lot of different musicians that have been successful in different ways. And so I, I think, you know, I, I I wanted to write the book because it's easy to make mistakes. It's hard to be a good musician and a good businessman. You yeah. know. Yeah. And. You've got to figure some of that stuff out earlier. You're going to spin your wheels and you know waste a lot of energy doing doing, uh, doing things that are productive. So um, trying to help other musicians avoid some of the mistakes that I made and that we made sure. as, as a band. So that that was kind of the, the reason for writing it. But yeah. Thinking of the book, you got me thinking of Chuck Lavelle and all the influences you've had and, and, and all this stuff that you put that influence you in the keys world. What is the pipeline right now for like young keys player? Like like do, do you see like a lot of like up and coming like really like oh yeah I mean I, I think now it's you know I, I think of people like Jacob Collier who's playing the festival today um, an amazing multi-instrumentalist you know keyboardist too obviously uh, but uh, you know Jesus Molina is another guy that uh, I've been turned on to that plays uh, that's from LA and just this incredible just masterful player sure. Um, you know, I always say, <coughs> like, Corey Henry is one of my uh, favorite players, formerly played with Snarky Buppy, now he's got his own, Corey Henry and the Apostles. That guy is just doing absolutely mind-blowing stuff. So, yeah, I think there's, uh, there's a lot of great young musicians out there creating music in the keyboard world that are, you know, it's more diverse than ever. And with all the technology and sounds that we can now create you know you can have I have a pretty analog rig I have a B3 organ and a Fender Rhodes but I also have a mini mode Voyager and a sequential profit so kind of straddling the line of having some modern things and having some Absolutely. analog classic analog stuff yeah. I mean you just mentioned Red Rocks so many great uh, venues that you've played but I want to ask you about summer camp which we just wear like late May uh, a special place for you guys and uh, it looks like it's the end of that festival in that, at least in that, as we know it. Can you talk a little bit about that, what the festival meant and kind of like what your feelings are? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's of course a little bit uh, bittersweet, um, but I, I think also you look at it, a festival that was able to exist in the same place for 25 years, yeah. it's pretty amazing. That's a great run, yeah. you know? Um, That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, we've had so many, so many good times playing there, and you know our, our co-hosts, the guys in Mo, um, were super gracious to have us on as co-hosts back in about 2007 or 8. Sure. Uh, it was originally kind of their festival, right? And uh, so, you know, this year being able to close it out, we actually played on the same stage for the first time in about probably 12 or 13 years. Mm. And it was really special to have that time. We actually did a set together yeah. with most of our band playing, right. like, you know, at the same time. So, uh, and then we just got to do that at Red Rocks too. They played with us at Red Beautiful. Rocks. So, uh, but summer camp back to summer camp. Yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, an amazing. And I, you know, the Goldbergs, Ian and Jay, um, they 
worked really hard to put on an independent festival, and I think that's something that uh, is incredibly hard to do in, yeah. in today's environment when you have a lot of people who can outbid you for musicians and you know it just may, make life tough for trying Absolutely. to get the people that you want to play your event. So kudos to those guys for taking the risk year after year. And, uh, you know, it's one that uh, that will always be an amazing memory. It's the beginning of summer, you know. It's yeah. every Memorial Day. So, yeah, I'll always think about that. By the way, Joel, are you a father? I am. I have uh, Happy two Father's kids. Day. Thank you. Appreciate Happy it. Father's Day. And you? Not a father. Okay. But okay. let me leave you with this. What's your why after all this time? Like, you know, for you to take flights in the middle of the night, carry the gear, do all the nitty-gritty, get the dirt on your face. It's easier than flying with kids. <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Yeah. yeah appreciate it. Thanks for Welcome to Bonnaroo 2023, and we're here with a shining gem. Someone who's gonna be here many, many years. We have a, we have a great sense. Ben Goldsmith, how you doing? I'm doing good, how are you doing? Yeah, man. So, what's your first impression of your first Bonnaroo? It, it's just so much to take in, like, like, seeing some of my favorite artists just in like the catering and like just it's like i've never played a festival before like this so, so it's this like, is your first this is really my first major festival so you're starting up in the right foot yeah then so and i mean your story I, I mean just in the past like two weeks can you just tell my audience about everything that's happened you just graduated high school I just right graduated high school. you graduated high school re re and you got a, your own record deal yep and now you're playing Guadalupe and all this happened i want to yeah. tell my audience in like two and a half weeks three weeks yeah it's, it's pretty like crazy um I'm, I'm, I literally just came from like my high school prom and like just drove off and here I am playing Bonnaroo. It's like insane. And then I announced like I got signed by Sony and I a publishing deal with Universal that I'm excited about and UTA is my agency. So it's like all these crazy things happening at once Amazing. and it's like a crazy moment. How was your senior year of high school? Like because you have to do prom. You know, all, yeah. the, all the things that, like, a, a young man like yourself has to deal with in addition to all this exciting stuff. Was it, like, hard to get focused? Um, honestly, it, I was kind of just doing it day by day. Yeah. Like, when I, was in, when I was home, I was just kind of, like, embracing the moments. Like, just hanging out with my friends. Right. Like, hanging out on the beach in New York and eating some pizza. Like, genuinely. So, uh, and, on, and also, I graduated a year early. I, I'm actually... A, a junior and just graduated this year because all this stuff started happening with Sony and stuff. So you have family and friends coming in today. Yeah, my my whole fam is gonna be here watching and screaming my name. Hell so yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So Ben, how did this show come about? Because we heard that you went to the Live Nation offices in Nashville, yeah, yeah. and the rest is kind of history. Yeah. So um, yeah, I did a little. Uh, I played a few songs for the people yeah. at Live Nation and. They were gracious enough to give me this opportunity, and like, you earned it, man. It, it's it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're ready to just rock our hearts out and it, play a set. Love it, brother. So, the world between my ears. We're super excited to hear it. Uh, it comes in September, correct? Yeah. It's September. It's your first debut album. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Like, how long have you been writing these songs? How long have they been like cooking for you and all that stuff? So yeah, I've been, it's been a it's been a minute. Um, I came down to Nashville um, because there's a pop producer named Brad Jones uh, in town here that you know I was jiving with. I met through my manager, um, and we were just kind of. Ex I mean, I didn't really even find my sound yet. I was still 14, 15, and he was just like, "Why don't we use the studio like almost like a workshop for you to find what you want to do and just experiment?" And that's what it kind of was initially. 
And as I started writing more, you know, in, at Alex the Great, his studio, there was just songs coming in, and it was all kind of flowing in, in a in a cool way because because Brad was kind of letting this like happen, and um, that's the songs that kind of, you know. Those are the songs I wrote during that time. Right. You know, from, from, from then to now. Are you already writing new stuff for the oh, next yeah. one? It's a constant thing. I'm always writing, like, even before, you know, Bonnaroo. Like, last night I was up to, like, 12 a.m. just, like, writing. Is that weird for a songwriter? Because I always think, like, if I'm on stage and I'm, sing I'm singing yeah. a song about someone that you're not anymore, like, is that almost, like, a little bit, like, weird? Um... No, because they, it kind of has its. I kind of view it like okay, you're. It has like two lives. A song like it. Yeah. It's it's its thing where you know where you're writing the lyrics and, and you're humming melodies and it's kind of the essence of it when you're just kind of sitting down with your pen and paper and writing it and figuring out melodies. But when you're you know applying that to the live show, it's a whole different thing because you have to keep in mind that you know. Your studio arrangement not, might work live, so you gotta have to flip it on its head a little bit. Absolutely. So it's all different. All right, Ben. I know you have a busy day ahead. Are you nervous? No, I'm. I'm just so excited. I love it, dude. Uh, who else are you? Like, do, do are you someone that you want to see besides your own show? Oh like, yeah, I mean, the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them about four times, yeah. and probably the best show I've ever seen. Really, major uh, influence for you? Yeah, Dave Grohl is definitely a big influence cool. on me. Awesome, Ben. What a pleasure, man. Thank you for uh, absolutely, the time. absolutely. Until next time, we look forward to seeing your show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to J Rod Concerts the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.